Well, hello, this is AJ Jackson, and today I'm having a productive conversation with Mike Vardy. AJ Jackson is joining me on the program today to have a productive conversation. I was absolutely thrilled when I had the opportunity to talk to him, not not because of the fact that he is the lead singer of St. Motel, which is a band that, you know, not only I know, but my daughter knows, and it was kind of cool to be able to do that. It's always good when you can kind of look cool to your teenage daughter, but um, the fact that he has so many irons in the fire with uh, what we're going to talk about today in terms of him bringing these new glasses to market all of this stuff. It was just cool to have a conversation around that and around creative process, productivity, all that stuff. It was a productive conversation that you don't want to miss. And I don't want to keep you from missing it any longer. So here it is, my productive conversation, a productive conversation, the productive conversation with AJ Jackson. AJ Jackson, thanks for joining me on a productive conversation. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. The magic of editing, you didn't actually hear us do the stinger before we actually went to the conversation. This is how Fina makes the magic work behind the scenes. Fina Charleston, the producer of the podcast. AJ, thanks for taking the time. And I have to say that when um, when Lexi reached out and said, uh, I want to, uh, AJ Jackson wants to talk to you about, you know, about his, you know, what he's made, this, this A-view, you know, the... These glasses that you're wearing right now, if you're watching this and you're seeing them, right? I'm, I'm, that's what I'm looking at. I, I'm a bit jealous because I have to wear my glasses right now um, and I can't put those in. But um, when I found out who you were, because it didn't dawn on me until I went through the bio, I'm like, oh, St. Motel. Like, there's a lot of, how did that happen? How did you, I mean, I looked into your, you know, to your history and so on and so forth. You've, you've, you've done filmmaking, you're a creative. How in the world did it go from, you know, hey, I'm doing this to, I'm going to make some glasses based on color. Like I'm exploring color theory. Let me make some glasses that are going to help with this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just was something that needed to exist that kind of blew my mind that it didn't exist. Because um, I've been wearing glasses for most of my adult life and I'm sure you kind of have a similar thing where you probably have prescription sunglasses and prescription glasses. They're all and this, they're, and they're progressives too. Like, I mean, you, you I take my glasses. Yeah, so they're, they're, my vision has been um, <laughs> fragmented for years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Your, your, your vision changes. And I mean, for me, it was a combination of carrying around two pieces of eyewear that led me to clip on sunglasses. And um, I was wearing, you know, clip-ons for a long time, but it was hard for me to, well, A, you know, I would lose them or break them all the time. Where do you put them when you're not wearing them? But then I was trying to find more colors, and that, that's kind of where it started. I was trying to find, you know, I lost my sepia ones, so I was trying to find more, like, you know, kind of brownish ones. Um, and I couldn't really find ones that were working. And then, you know, the idea of, well, you know, if you have clip-ons, you could slip in lenses instead and then you could kind of stack them because the lenses are so thin there's no reason you can't travel around like with 10 colors in your pocket um so that was kind of like what, what, what really got it going and then um started talking with some friends of mine back in minneapolis who work at 3m 
and we kind of started just having fun conversations like how would this work and you know I was doing ridiculous drawings and sending over Photoshop stuff and you know it eventually led to 3D printing models my local library has a 3D printer and so I would oh, wow. be the guy that they'd always they, they knew me down in the library as the crazy glasses guy they were like what is he doing like, he keeps coming and making these like strange glasses and sliding things in there and we kind of just fine-tuned it as much as we could and then when the pandemic hit and um you know touring shut down uh it was it was kind of a nice place for my mind to go um you know we've just been playing music for a long time and the tour was kind of brutal and it was kind of fun to to explore a new kind of creative challenge and see see how these would work you know it's it's funny as you mentioned the whole creative stuff that you normally are working on and then you're doing something that is seemingly completely different but it i think it's important to say okay like i mean gardening like i know a lot of you know i'm a writer but i like to get my hands dirty in the garden or do woodworking like you see that mix happening all the time right and uh, how do you I mean, I guess it was a beneficial for you at this point because you, you had these, you know, I had this idea, you were already prototyping it and all that stuff. And then, you know, the pandemic hit and you're like, well, at least I've got this thing, right? So let me let me move forward with this. How quickly did it move forward during the course of, you know, the 18 months or so that we were really kind of stuck in in, in limbo, so to speak? I mean, it, it was pretty slow going, um, you know, kind of just fine tuning the design and trying to get the right colors sending stuff back and forth it was it was pretty slow it was kind of the thing that was you know kind of in the back of my mind is always there's something something to do and finish designs and you know get the website going but I was trying to do as much of it as I could myself and have mm-hmm. like you know a finger on everything to really learn as much as I could from the process just kind of see see you know what it was like taking something from an idea to you know, something you could hold in your hands. Um, but it took, it took the, I mean, we started kind of this whole thing before the pandemic, but the entire pandemic was the time it took for us to actually have something that wasn't 3D printed in our hands. Setting aside time for that sort of thing, like making sure that you've put yourself in a position to be able to go, okay, this thing is now moving. I can't like, you know, and I mean, again, we didn't know when things were going to open up. You obviously have other creative pursuits you're working on. How did you balance the time? between, okay, I'm building this thing and I definitely want to bring this to life because you're right. It's, it's bringing something different to life than what you normally would be. But obviously there's probably some similarities along the way. How did you structure your time in a way to say, okay, I'm not, I don't want to forsake this for this or vice versa. That's a great question. And that's, that's the big challenge. I mean, you know, I, there's, there's a lot of underestimation of what it took. I think that I, I wasn't so aware of, um, but it's it's trying to find that balance and then find finding talented people to kind of help, uh, you know, uh, make it all work. Um, especially since touring is starting up again, and you know, uh, writing the next album and um, just trying to find that great team because this is no longer something that I'm kind of doing in my my bedroom. Uh, so I guess it's not that dissimilar to writing a song in a way where it starts out in the bedroom and then you find kind of a 
team to kind of help flush it out and bring it to the world and then play it live with you. And um, But yeah, it's it's so new. It's so new. The company and, and the eyewear, it's only been out for two months. I think um, as tour starts in October or September, that's when it's really going to be uh, you know, something I have to keep an eye on to stay productive on both without sacrificing either. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a challenge. It's a dance. Well, it's a, well and it's you get dance. to be your brand ambassador along the way too. I, That's I true. guarantee you, <laughs> That's true. you will be, you will be rocking those, uh, the views on the stage, right? Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I just needed these glasses, you know, I wasn't like, man, I need to run an eyewear business, um, or something like that. So that's normally how it goes, though, right? It's, it's yeah. first you make something because you're like, it's something that you need, so you're going to solve that problem. And then it turns out, oh, other people probably have this problem, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. You know, I wasn't like, you know, I had, wasn't looking forward to necessarily learning all about SEO and all these other aspects of it. I mean, I'm just excited when someone else that wears glasses is like, yes, you know, finally, I don't have to take two things around with me. Or when people are, you know, trying out different colors and getting the benefits of of those colors and you know it's just it's weird when you think about you're spending like three hundred dollars for a pair of ray-bans that are green and they're always going to be green for the rest of your life and then you know once once you can kind of change out colors you realize green's a great tint but not always like if you're right if you're on a road trip it's the perfect example like the sun starts out in the morning, you, you want some kind of refreshing, getting you going. Midday gets really bright, you need to kind of darken it up. You know, let's say like, you know, it starts raining, you need better vision, you know, focus, you switch out to like something like yellow. And then, you know, the sun goes down, you want the vibe, but you want some sun protection, you switch into like some brown lenses and finish the day with rose. I mean, like, there's no reason you need to stay with that one pair of sunglasses um, it's just, hopefully, you know, if we do our job right, people are going to be like, why, why would I want to buy one color sunglasses ever again? Right. Or, or why would I want to have my glasses just have transition and then that's all they transition into? Cause I yeah. mean, that's what mine are. Yeah. I mean, they're just transitioning to one color and then yeah, some- that's my, or, or two different pairs of glasses. Right. Yeah. And what's interesting is like these glasses have, I mean, and, and I've tried contacts for years but my eyes are too dry. Like they just don't do it. Plus I have an astigmatism in both eyes. So I'm not a candidate for laser surgery. Like I'm, these are, these are definitive. They're happening. Right. So my choices have been buy more than one pair, right? Like buy a pair of prescription. I mean, even when it comes to swimming goggles, I mean, prescription swimming goggles, right? Like I have to have all that stuff. So when I saw you know, when I saw what you're putting together, I'm like, this this is cool, not only because it, it creates a new choice, right? Like now I'm no longer, but also what I found, the choices of colors. Like, and I want to get into that a little bit. Like you mentioned, you know, like the idea of as the days phases make their way through, but there's other color theory aspects that you were looking at, right? As you went through this, like these colors and here's why. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and why some of the colors you chose? Yeah. You know, it, funny enough, the original name of the company was Color Theory. Um, and you know, we actually had the trademark approved <laughs> and then that clothing brand theory was like, we are going to make your life a living hell. Right. Because um, it's apparel. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we got out of it, but color theory is just fascinating, you know? 
starting with with Isaac Newton, but like the people. I mean, it's the studies now, even with like um, how it affects your mood and productivity, are are pretty incredible. Like, there's a couple ways you can look at it. Um, one is mood, and one is productivity. And I kind of feel like if you think about it in terms of like blue blocking glasses when you're at your computer, that's a gateway drug to color theory. Because really blue blocking glasses, these are blue blocking glasses. These are 90% better than those clear blue blocking glasses. It's just blocking more blue light. And the reason you want to do that, you know, to protect your eyes also, you know, as as you wind down through the day, you switch to like a a different hue. But blue is great in the morning because blue is like, you know, that's what's going to get you going and feeling refreshing and moving your biological rhythms and all these kind of things. So blue is a great thing in the morning. Um, you know, yellow has a hyper focusing effect. I, I always say it's like coffee for your eyeballs. Like you put on the yellow, right. you slip those in and it's like, if you were feeling kind of low energy, it, it boosts you up without having to, you know, take any caffeine, it's like instantly intense. Or, or if you're driving in the rain, you really need to focus. Uh, yellow is perfect for that. And green and black are, are very similar. Green is good for, for contrast. And I mean, green is something I guess pilots choose for that reason. Our, you know, most green lenses, uh, you know, they're, they're not like a hyper green, but, um, you know, they're, a slightly better color contrast than black and then black is your you know taking everything down brown to me is kind of like nostalgic it almost feels like a dream state in a way like i love yeah. brown tints it feels like you're kind of uh, walking in a memory um to me when i i have another pair just sidebar real quick that does transition into brown and it's like my chill lenses. Like exactly. it's the one like brown is like the all right. I don't need to I don't need to do anything if I don't want to now. Exactly. Brown brown feels like you're kind of in a timeless place. It feels great. Mm. And then if you if you have that feeling with brown, then my favorite is rose. Because rose is, you know, indoor, outdoor, whenever. It's that kind of it makes everything feel well, an interesting side note the phrase see the world through rose colored glasses i was gonna, I was actually, gonna bring that up <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's actually an interesting story behind that that phrase they think was originated with uh, civil war veterans and doctors would actually prescribe them to look through rose crystals to deal with ptsd because it mm-hmm. actually has an effect it actually makes you feel um i mean maybe happy is too general but it it feels uplifting you know especially right. if it's if it's a sunny day, it just enhances it. But if it's like a cloudy day, it brings that little bit of feeling you get when it's when you have that sunshine. Rose rose has a really nice effect. Um, but you know, the, also the benefit between yellow and rose is they're both going to block, you know, all the blue light that you have with with a little bit less of the clear lenses. So, you know, there's tremendous benefits with the colors. But if for for me, I just like the customization of it. I like being able to kind of change, you know, like uh, if I start feeling sluggish or if I'm like, you know, getting in a weird mood or, or, you know, if I want to really focus on something, I, I just kind of always like being able to customize what, what's around me, but just throwing in different lenses is, is a nice kind of enhancement. Well, like you brought it, you just brought it up. I was going to say, it's like changing your environment, right? It's like the difference between like, I'm in my study right now. And then go, it was funny earlier today, 
um, before we recorded, are, we have new neighbors. They're great because they live there now because the old le- neighbors were tenants, but they've just moved in. And you know what happens when you move into a new house. You want to start getting it in shape. Well, yesterday the arborists were here <laughs> and my study is right across. So that was... I, I, I left the study for a while because there was no way I was going to, there was no noise canceling headphones that would stop that. And then earlier today, they were upgrading their electrical and they were doing it. They started, and I'm like, am I going to, is this going to get on my nerves? And it's sometimes it's not even the noise. Sometimes it's the awareness that the noise could be present or that there's, because sometimes it's just that. And, and I think that when it comes to environment, like again, if I didn't have the choice and we ran into this problem, Still, in some cases, people can't go places. The simple ability to be able to change the way you look at things, not just perspective-wise, but like by literally changing the view, um, the way you look through your glasses, is is something that people haven't really considered. But yet, you've given people the capability to do so. Absolutely, I, I totally hear what you what you mean with changing your environment. I I I don't know about you, but I have wheels on my desks, so I can move around the room as as necessary depending on the vibe and what i'm feeling at that moment i i have we're on my computer desk right now this right here is my writing desk and actually where my audio i actually have an a roadcaster pro with a lighting kit and a microphone on wheels which i literally bought from bed bath and beyond just so i could have it move around it's yeah i need to be able to have different views like i've got a camera here and like you need to do that because it keeps you fresh it does, and it affects your productivity. Don't you feel like if there's something out of place or something, it just keeps like, uh, I mean, it's not even necessarily OCD. It's something like once you get spatially situated, you're, you can, I don't know why, but your focus can just go way up. As soon as this desk comes down, I know what I'm supposed to do. And that's, and that's, yeah. there's power there, right? And, and to, to your point about, about, you know, AVU is that, you put in the right lens, like you put in these lenses, you know what they're meant to help you with. Not only is it going to help you with that in terms of, you know, the color theory we're talking about, but there is this, this, um, wouldn't say placebo, but this, this idea that your brain goes, okay, like you've created a new neural pathway. It's like a habit, right? Like, you know, oh, this is the time of day I'm supposed to do this thing. And the friction to do it is just that much more uh, lessened because of the fact that you've kind of put these parameters in place. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. 
Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash ProductiveConvo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. So Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Let's shift gears for a second. So now, because this is a very much a business pursuit to a degree, right? Like, and then you've got your creative pursuits, although we all know that, you know, the, the creative industry is, is just as much business as it is creative in a lot of ways. Do you find that you have to have a certain time of day where you focus on the creative part and then other times of day where you focus on the business part? Or is there more of a, is it kind of a go with the flow kind of thing? Or are you really trying to be structured about it? I, I mean, now that I'm kind of getting back into writing mode, I'm I'm really trying to be structured about it because, uh, you know, I would not really want to be in the middle of kind of writing a song and then all of a sudden, you know, go to my part of my brain that has to answer an email or something like that real quick. Um, but it's right now I'm kind of figuring out what that is. With the last album, uh, I kind of experimented with hyper scheduling because we were just on tour for like two years yeah. and we got off and there was no structure. And I was writing a lot of the album before that on the road. And I actually was like into the idea of, you know, going someplace leaving it behind at night, structuring out through the day with this period, you'd be creative, this period, you'd go for a hike, this period, you eat lunch, this period, you know, you meditate for a little bit, this period, you know, like, do something you you didn't do any other day, like, mm. you know, some, that kind of thing. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, that being said, I'm trying to experiment with this album where I've got a mobile studio set up and I'm kind of looking for some amount of i wouldn't say chaos but being in locations i've never been at least never written music and kind of tapping into that energy as well so i'm kind of going on the other end a little bit but i think i'll take the lessons of the hyper scheduling with me wherever i i wind up so that's interesting because i think that as you make your way through anything in in life and you're trying different ways to do things knowing that you had something that worked is super powerful in the background. Like, so hyper scheduling and it, 
the way I define hyper-scheduling, because I've actually talked about, like, there's dangers to it on a sustainable level. Like, you can't do it sustainably because you'll burn out, right? Oh, yeah. But in the instance of, you know, what I what I do with, with especially with the clients I work with, because this is the kind of, this is my, my wheelhouse, is I say, you know, giving yourself blocks of time that are themed. So whether it's a daily theme or a horizontal theme, like from one to three, like right now I'm working on my next book. And from 8 until 12.30, that's what I'm focused I'm on. I'm in writing mode. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm just writing the book, right? So I need to give myself a bit of um, a spectrum. We'll throw some more visual stuff in there, a bit of a spectrum to work with. But when I talk about hyper-scheduling, and I don't think it's what you're mentioning, is hyper-scheduling can get to the point where you're like, I must do this at this time. And the problem is your brain goes... I don't want to do that. Or, uh-oh, we ran long with this thing. You didn't get to do that. You're a failure, right? You know what I mean? So there's like, right. there's that. Oh, there's there, definitely that danger. There's that There's that danger there. So, but that's not what you were saying. You're more focused on like, dive into that a little bit more, what you, what you were talking about. Yeah, there, there's times where, you know, writing when you have a studio in your house or something like that, there's a tendency to not be able to leave it alone yeah. or, you know, having a little bit of space between it Mm-hmm. I think was kind of interesting and helpful rather than, you know, you, you tinker as much as you can and you go to sleep and it just stays with you. Uh, something kind of cool about leaving it, starting fresh the next day. And then um, it might be different too with the songwriting process because then it's like, okay, now you have to go, you know, take a hike or something. But during that process, you know, you're thinking about, maybe lyrical ideas or maybe that melody sticking with you or maybe it's not or maybe something else comes into your head you're like yo you know what the first idea was actually kind of more interesting you you find yourself whistling that in the woods you know kind of thing um so there your your brain's kind of staying in creative mode yeah, but you if don't it's turn like that off <laughs> you know yeah like if they're <laughs> yeah you can't turn that's why you got to have like capture like capture everything regret nothing cuz you never know right what I was watching exactly. um, John Tesh, uh, a video about, because the NBA basketball playoffs are on right now as we're recording this. And I hearken back to remember the old 1990s version that was the round ball rock, like it's from way back. And John Tesh wrote that song. And so he tells a story where he's, I think he's in Monaco or something like that. And he doesn't have, he's just, he, he comes up with the idea for the song. And he calls himself at home and leaves a message on his answering machine with the oh, with amazing. the action. And he played it. So if there's a YouTube video of it where he actually he goes and here's that message. And he played the and he goes here's that thing I'm working on for NBC. And he goes da 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 da. Like he just sings it into the and then it beep and it. And I'm like that's you just can't turn that off. But but the I guess to your point and, and I mean I've been reading a lot of. I watched that Hemingway documentary not too long ago and Hemingway would just quit mid sentence. If his like, I'm like, I, I kind of like that idea. Sometimes it's like, okay, it's 1130. My writing time's done. If the last word is the, cause then at least he knows where he's picking up the next day. Because I think sometimes we go, let's finish this, this paragraph or this chapter or this verse. Right. So then you have to try to get that momentum going again, but we have to try different things too. I think that's that's interesting and it's different. It's different with certain aspects. If you leave something hanging that's like a task you need to get done, 
it's like a different feeling of if you're trying to create something, leaving it mid-task. Right. Like one can nag you forever, but if you're leaving, uh, if you're leaving uh, like a, you're painting or, or writing a book or a song or anything, since a lot of that creative force, you don't know where it comes from. Right. And like it, it's, it's a muscle from, you know, inside of us kind of thing you can't uh you can't force it you know and you, and you can fatigue it you need to kind of rest it and sometimes leaving when it's unfinished is is for the best um you know i'm a big fan of stephen pressfield i had the ability i i interviewed him years a few years ago for uh when his book uh the authentic swing came out which was based on the book the legend of bagger vance i don't know if you've read the war of art you it's a fantastic book for creatives. Um, and he talks about the muse and he, it's an interesting dynamic because he also talks about the resistance and he says that, um, you know, the muse won't wait for you have to go and sit with the muse. You can't just expect the muse to show up, but by the same token, like you're saying it, things strike you and the disciplined artist or the disciplined creator has to know, okay, this is when I'm supposed to sit down and do it versus let me make note of that, let it percolate and then do something with it. Right. Absolutely. Like that's a, that's a great point. Like imagine the terror of knowing you have eight hours straight and sitting down and being like, create it. <laughs> you know, there, there's some sort of, uh, relief by breaking it up into chunks like okay you know my, my first hour nothing too crazy now i'm gonna go whatever oh my next hour you're starting fresh in these chunks every time it'd be like terrifying like uh you know imagine like especially before you're producing music in your bedroom or, or whatever a small studio you have like 40 musicians <laughs> ready to go and the engineer and they've got the two mics warmed up and they're like okay let's do it um yeah i mean i i you have to be absolutely ready for for when when the muse strikes, and then you know you kind of have to also when it's not there, you know, prepare yourself for when it is the next time. Um, I've no, I used to do comedy years ago, which you know I, I love doing sketch. I know you've done some sketch too, right? You've done some sketch comedy. We perform my comedy troupe performed at San Francisco Sketch Fest well over gosh over a decade ago now, easily probably closer to fifteen years. Um. And one thing that I've noticed, and I'm, I'm asking you this because this relates directly to the business, directly to Avia, is the lessons I learned from comedy, which were, and, and I mean, the uh, this movie Comedian by Jerry Seinfeld is a fantastic movie about comedy because, I mean, he says, and, and I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Seinfeld, but, but his description is apt. He goes, he said, you know, the average person goes into an airplane bathroom stall sees the razor disposal unit and goes oh someone must just that's just for if someone forgot to change their razor blade and then they have that there just in case but the comedian's going who's shaving so much that they're going through razor blades on the plane and then the bit evolves from that and you can't turn that off like that's not something if that's in it. and so what i've noticed is since I've departed the comedy career, which again, comedy in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, wasn't going to be a really mega <laughs> career anyway. But nonetheless, I have found that 
that kind of um, ability has translated to my time management and productivity space where I can talk about like superheroes or pro wrestling or whatever. And I can directly relate that to time management and productivity, which I think is a, is a skill. And so when I look at something, I see how does that relate to time or productivity? Like my brain just goes there like it would with comedy. Do you find that with your work as an artist, now that you're, you know, you've built this business that's, you know, you're getting off the ground, that that same kind of thing applies where you're looking at things, no pun intended, through different lenses when it comes to this? Absolutely. You know, I wish I uh, I could control it more, I guess, where more my brain goes. But once it's in the field of like, okay, you know, this is... It, I'm wearing the hat of this is a view now or okay now I'm creating a song then I'll try to be as much in that moment as possible uh but yeah no I I am easily distractible and uh you know it it definitely wanders it's about leveraging it though it's about going okay like you may not be able to control it but you might be able to steer it a bit right or or leverage it and I wonder if the the comedian background in you, it's a timing thing, because that's such an important part of it. And you have such a, you know, you probably fine tune that skill. It, it's, it's interesting because I think that the other thing that happened, and again, having done improv and doing public speaking, is sometimes you get cocky too. Like I've done lots of improv. Well, again, sometimes that has four put me in a position where I get a speaking gig and you're like, oh, you don't have to work that hard. You're an improviser. You can wing this thing. But you soon realize when you're public speaking, the difference between the professional and the person that's not. And that's exactly what it is. It's the same thing, you know, with anything. So instead of uh, initially early on when I was speaking in my career, it was, oh, the improv will help me. Then I was like, oh, no, wait, the improv is hurting me a bit because now I'm letting it be a crutch. And now I finally got into that balance point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. So what's next for AVU? Like, what is the plan? Where can people get it? Are they available in Canada? Can people with progressive lenses get them? <laughs> yes to all of this. Okay. I mean, right now we have six colors we have rose green yellow blue black and brown um and then we're kind of looking at introducing new colors like violet and and amber orange and you know we've got some ideas to add some patterns in there too so you can slip in like eyeballs to make it look like you're awake or a peace sign or cat eyes whatever it is um maybe you can slide in kind of more of those spectrum lights that make the lights look crazy or Pretty much, once you have the frame, being able to slide in a whole world of possibilities. You can do some hexagons um, and make people look like they see like dragonflies or something like that, where they see multiple. Yeah, exactly, like like fly vision kind of yeah. thing. But next, you know, we, we we're looking at doing square frame designs and then um, cat eye and kind of keep expanding it. Ideally, like someday, you will just be able to choose your color uniquely out of the million plus available you'll be like, choose exactly that color. It'll be made for you on the spot. and You'll rock your custom color that is just for you to, you know, help you do what you need to do. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're baby steps, man. We're, we're definitely shipping to Canada. We're uh, getting out there one face at a time. That's fantastic. So where can people go to learn more about AVU and then 
Also, where can people keep up with what you're doing, AJ? Because, I mean, you've got a lot going on. Uh, AVU.com is the spot to go for, for all things eyewear. Uh, send us a message, hello at AVU.com. Um, and for me, you know, I, I, St. Motel, um, I my Instagram is kind of a compilation of silly drawings of my life's events. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, hopefully pretty soon we will follow me in my mobile studio locations if it's uh, Macedonia or Brazil, wherever I am. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I'm around. I'm on the interwebs. Yeah. So check, uh, and you'll be posting some of that stuff to Instagram, I would imagine, too, like where you're going to yeah. be and stuff like that. Awesome. AJ, thanks so much for taking the time to have a productive conversation with me today. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks to AJ for taking the time out of his schedule to join me. Again, you can learn about all the things we discussed in the show notes. Just go to productivityist.com slash podcast 389 and you'll get everything there, including how you can pick up some of these glasses, which I have. And I, you know, I'm waiting for my contacts to arrive so I can actually put these to more use because they are really cool. He, I actually have the clear frames, which... Um, might be interesting for me to play with and you'll probably see me wearing them occasionally on social uh, in the not too distant future if you're following me on social if you're not following me on social well you can find me at productivityist on all the social platforms i'm at mike vardy on twitter as well so you can check me out there but speaking of following you should be following the podcast you should subscribe to the podcast that way you don't miss a single episode of everything that's coming as well as it's easier for you to find all of the episodes that we have in our back catalog and there's over 388 of them now including this one so subscribe to the podcast in whichever app you're using whether it's apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever you're listening to this podcast hit that subscribe button and that way you don't miss a single episode of a productive conversation and next week i'm going to have another productive conversation this time with perry marshall i'm looking forward to bringing it to you until then i'm mike vardy the host of a productive conversation with mike vardy reminding you to stop doing productive and start being productive i'll see you later